Today on the news and why it matters, President Trump announces new emergency action to combat the coronavirus. The NBA suspends their season after several players test positive for the virus. And President Trump has canceled uh, some campaign events again because of the virus. We've got a lot to get into. I'm sorry for those of you who are tired of hearing about the coronavirus, but apparently it's all that we can talk about today. Buckle up. It's going to be a ride and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show, who is not wasting any time starting the party, apparently. It worked for my grandpa, it's going to work for me. (laughs) Conservative commentator Grant Stinchfield, back in the house, and uh, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, Jason Buttrell. Thanks, guys, for being here. So, President Trump, last night... uh, Say what you will about the speech, and uh, I'm sure you guys may have a few things to say about the execution of President Trump's speech. But uh, he announced last night that he is suspending travel coming from Europe, excluding the U.K., and also highlighted the economic actions that he is enacting to prevent economic hardship from hitting those impacted by the coronavirus. After consulting with our top government health professionals, I have decided to take several strong but necessary actions to protect the health and well-being of all Americans. To keep new cases from entering our shores, we will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into effect Friday at midnight. These restrictions will be adjusted subject to conditions on the ground. There will be exemptions for Americans who have undergone appropriate screenings, and these prohibitions will not only apply to the tremendous amount of trade and cargo, but various other things as we get approval. This is not a financial crisis. This is just a temporary moment of time that we will overcome together as a nation and as a world. However, to provide extra support for American workers, families, and businesses, tonight I am announcing the following additional actions. I am instructing the Small Business Administration to exercise available authority to provide capital and liquidity to firms affected by the coronavirus. Effective immediately, the SBA will begin providing economic loans in affected states and territories. These low-interest loans will help small businesses overcome temporary economic disruptions caused by the virus. To this end, I am asking Congress to increase funding for this program by an additional $50 billion. Using emergency authority, I will be instructing the Treasury Department to defer tax payments without interest or penalties for certain individuals and businesses negatively impacted. This action will provide more than $200 billion of additional liquidity to the economy. Finally, I am calling on Congress to provide Americans with immediate payroll tax relief. Hopefully, they will consider this very strongly. Uh, Now, he was criticized for the speech. 
I don't know how much criticism you should give to President Trump and how much criticism you should give to his speechwriter, who apparently had it wrong. There were several uh, clarifications that the White House had to make after that, that this would not apply to cargo or goods. You saw there he did say that it would apply to cargo and goods. Uh, So a, a couple different clarifications that they had to make. Again, I mean, I guess when you're president, you have to take responsibility for what you're saying. But at the same time, you know it was written in the speech and he's reading it from the prompter. So I don't know how much I personally want to ding him for that. Chad, what were your thoughts on uh, President Trump's emergency actions? Oppressive. Oppressive and hardcore. I don't like it. I mean, how, what a racist thing to shut down travel from Europe. <laughs> White people all over the continent are going to be suffering. They can't get to America. This is, a, this is just a white Protestant ban. It's an all-out ban. Uh, Yeah, he does have to take responsibility for that. Yeah, sure, there's an accountability. I mean, if we're going to hold Joe Biden responsible for his gaffes and and his empty-headed statements, we've got to hold Trump accountable for that as well. Off-prompter, though, is a Uh, little different than on-prompter, right? 100% it is, but you you need to check the facts. I mean, Mm -hmm. you do, and because it just looks like you don't know the facts. If you're going to read something off, I doubt that's the first time he read through it. Uh, I would hope that the president is proofreading what he's about to say to the nation from the Oval Office, but this, this president's a little different. He's so also who not. Knows? A, he's also, let's be real, he's not good on prompter. No, no he's, he's not. awful on prompter. He's not. In fact, after this, I had a number of people who, before the before the um, address, were saying, ah, and then they called up and they were like, "Holy ish, <laughs> this guy was serious tonight." Yeah, and they don't see Trump like that a lot. It's not his thing. I mean, that's not where he shines, Mm -hmm. right? And so um, as a TV guy who's read Prompter a long time, he very well may have misread it. Mm -hmm. And he could have easily skipped over Will Not and just read Will. You know, we don't know. But when I look at that, now I'm a small businessman. I've got two businesses now, one a trucking company and and one a towing company. Um, I'm in the process of buying another business. I've watched my stock market take a huge hit. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this, oh my gosh, the funding for my business. He talks about the Small Business Administration. First off, you have to go through the banks to access the, fund from the funds from the small business. How is this really going to work? That is a tremendous process. Now he's opened it up. The fraud that is going to be involved in what companies, who's screening the companies for who needs relief funds. Um, you talk about tax relief. He didn't talk about taking money out of your 401k if you're going to invest in a business. That would be freaking awesome and not have to pay the 10% penalty to do something like that. You know, you throw out these things about all of these incentives, and in the end, you know what it told the American people? That he believes we got big problems financially. He says, we don't have a financial crisis, yet he's throwing out all these things to try to stem a financial crisis. I don't think I would have offered all this stuff up yet. Mm-hmm. Just breathe from it. Nobody's breathing through this. They're freaking out. We live in a nation of wussies, mm-hmm. and that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Um, I'm never a fan when it sounds like we're talking about bailing entities yeah. out. I'm never a fan of that. So I'm not, a, it's easier for me to say this instead of someone like Grant, because I don't own any businesses. But <laughs> I don't know, it's like, if I don't, prov- like me, just, I guess my business is my household. If I don't set aside a nest egg and prepare for things like this, any kind of catastrophe, and I decide, if I'm living paycheck to paycheck, then I kind of deserve to get screwed when something happens to me. I mean, that's, that's not on totally me. fair, though, because <laughs> not everybody can do that. Certainly, if you're in a certain means, you have the ability to set stuff aside. But I'm going to tell you something. I got employees that don't have stuff aside and can't, yeah. and can't set stuff aside. When you're working $15 an hour jobs and, and 
you know, you're doing your best to keep your family afloat, it's very difficult to have ten or twelve thousand or fifteen sure. or a hundred thousand sitting on the side. Sure, yeah, um, and it's probably not the best example just say of, of an individual saving themselves because yeah, it is it is hard nowadays. But in, but in terms of businesses, I'm just not a fan of anytime we're talking about any kind of bailout. Not for a bank, not for a business. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of the travel ban. I'm a big fan of that because right now because you're racist because I'm completely racist. Yeah, um, that's going to be used as a drop later. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> these jokers that work here. Yeah. <laughs> Media matters to me all over that one. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm a big I'm a big fan of that. If, if, for, if anything, and I and I and I and I pretty much agree with Grant. I, I think that some of the measures the, there's a time and place for some of these measures. And the way the CDC, the way the government looks at these, is there's certain tripwires. Mm-hmm. Once you pass this threshold, you pass this tri- uh, tripwire, then you go into let's say economic you know measures. But you have to take it in stride. It's like the Obama administration for swine flu. They asked for a, a, a minuscule amount of money compared to what's being talked about now. 1.5 billion. And this was after, I think, six months mm-hmm. of like this a, thing a progressing. thousand deaths. Right. 10,000 cases. A thousand I think. deaths in the United States were nowhere near that, mm-hmm. um, nor the amount of cases. It was millions of cases. Then they got to that point. 1.5 uh, billion. Then at the end of it, I can't, you know, after over a year, eventually I think they got to around 8 billion. Now we started there. Now, that kind of shows you how, I, I don't know if, I don't think it's they're, they're coming from, hey, we learned a lot, so we're just going to, no, they're not. They're, they're, they're jumping to conclusions, I think, because of appearance at this point. Now, that's not to say that this is not, this is not, I, I do believe this is serious. Because if you're not prepared, and there's things that we can do to get prepared for this so we don't have an issue like Italy. Mm-hmm. Italy was not prepared for this, and their numbers just came out, another 2,000-plus cases, almost 200, another 200 deaths. It's the same thing every single day, and their hospitals are just completely overrun. So I would have loved, instead of what was said last night, with the exception of the travel ban, because I like that, of we're taking measures to ensure that our hospitals, if this gets to that point, are prepared. Mm-hmm. That way they're not overrun. That way if grandma and grandpa come in and they're having these same issues, they can go in. They don't have to worry about there not being ventilators there. They don't have to worry about there not being a bed there. We have a plan for that. We're prepared. Mm-hmm. So we're going to sit back and watch, take our preventative measures. But in the event it does get there, we got it covered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that I think I agree with Grant in regards to they. He offered up too much too quick, right? I mean, what are we? What's he going to say? Hey, we're going to start digging out our antique iron lungs. It's going to be there. We're going to put everybody in this thing. It, it, just too much. And, and to your point, I think that's exactly what you were saying as well. There are certain things that we can do to alleviate the fears. But at the end of the day, you're right. They are wussies. The real virus is human beings. It's the problem is the people who are going out there panicking. You can't make a joke about this. You can't meme about this. Because everybody has found their ultimate opportunity to finally be a verifiable victim. And that's what pisses me off more than anything else. You people have searched your whole life to find some form of first world oppression, and now this is it. And to compare us as Americans to Italy or China is just a non-comparison. You can't do that. So I'm absolutely, it, it just drives me crazy to see the pictures of these empty shelves and people with the woe is me attitude and outlook on life. Look, if it's your time, it's your time. (laughs) I hate to be the bearer of that news, but it is. I don't care if a wheel falls off of an airplane in the sky and lands on you. I'm amazed at people who are going into absolute panic mode over an illness that has struck less people than lightning in the last year. So, I'm not real sympathetic in this regards. I actually, I got a a message from someone who was praying for my salvation because this was end times. (laughs) And I'm like, 
I don't know, that has yet to be seen. However, I'm trying to figure out how it works that this is the end times, but all of the children and the young adults yeah, but, and seem to be just fine as long as you're healthy. So how does that work? The children have died. Right. So the children go and live on and it becomes some like Lord of the Flies all scenario because the, the rest of us have already kicked the bucket. I, I can't figure it out. All the evidence shows that somehow, miraculously, like kids have an immunity to all of this. And, and I'll tell you, I'm steaming mad because I see the media had taken this issue as its way to attack the Trump economy in an effort right. to take out President Trump. And then their ability to sensationalize just about everything, like their disease of sensationalism, has mm -hmm. taken over. And they are will willing to ruin people. You know, I go back to my trucking company. We haul freight for FedEx. If you shut down businesses across America, what happens? Now, none of my drivers, 10 of them, drive. There's no freight moving. They're not getting paid if we're not moving freight. Now, I'm just one business. Look at all the other businesses. If I'm not moving freight, guess what? How in the world do I pay for 10 trucks at the end of the month? Yeah. How do you pay for it? Those are big nuts. I mean, you say you can prepare. You can't prepare for that as a small business guy. And they're willing to ruin people mm -hmm. over this. And people are jumping on the bandwagon of somehow that this is going to end times. Give me a break. Yeah. That is Well, hold on. That, that is a really good point that, that I want to ask you, Jason. Do you think that President Trump was kind of giving in to all of these people who were criticizing him for, quote, not doing enough, oh, uh, and that's where this came from? A huge part there's, of it. But there's no satisfying those people. Yeah. So why even bother trying to come up with a strategy that's going to alleviate what they're saying about you? As we saw last night, they didn't change criticizing President Trump. They just changed what they were saying about him. No, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. He had no choice because of not only the left, but where the media has, has done it. The media is their surrogate. And they're saying the exact same things. You cannot, I mean, they're making this a political issue. Political uh, politics and hyperbole have become, you know, their, their tools on this. And what's, what's ridiculous is if the media actually cared about the coronavirus, they would come out right off the top and lead with just the facts. They'd tell you the facts because when you heard the facts, you'd calm down. That's, the, that's why they're not doing that. It's not good for ratings. And it's, no, it's not good for clicks. It's not good for ratings. But the, the sad part is there are things that we need to prepare for this. And without the hyperbole, like, let me just, again, go, go, go to Italy. So in Italy, they weren't, their hospitals were not prepared, probably because they have like a national health system like the UK. Right. Um, our system is a completely different. Yeah. But they were overwhelmed. Their doctors were put in a position to where they had so many elderly people there. They had no beds for people that, let's say, your appendix burst. Well, they had to come in with a guy that's got his burst of pain he's about to die. And he's like, sorry, man, you're going to die. I can't treat you. I've got these other people that are on ventilators. That is pretty much the, the biggest thing we have to fear if our hospitals are not capable, which I think it's a different system. So it's, it's, it'll be treated differently. But that's what you have to look at. And I w if you could just have the media, let's say they wrote an article saying, hey, are our hospitals prepared for this? And then went and talked to the different owners of some of the hospitals. Well, then you'd get a better feeling of it. And again, you would be at more at ease under the situation going forward. You, don't, you won't get them saying, hey, uh, you know, 80% of the cases of this, you don't even hardly know that you have it. Yeah. You just, we just saw Tom Hanks who was joking around with that, uh, just that volleyball yeah, that looked get into like Wilson. Later, yeah. Yeah. You just saw him. He's, and his son told, said he he's doesn't really feel that sick. Mm -hmm. That's the majority of cases, but the media will not tell you that. Yeah, up next, we will, uh, we'll get into Tom Hanks, the NBA players who have been diagnosed. <laughs> Shut up. And also, uh, the media sensationalism got a great example of that coming up next. But first, uh, with all this talk about coronavirus, you know, we've stopped talking about the flu, which has killed, what, I think it's close to 
20,000 people in America this year and hospitalized over a quarter million in the United States. And the season isn't over yet. So one of the best ways to avoid getting sick in general is a healthy immune system, which is why I fortify my body every day with Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. One scoop has a full serving of real, it's real organic fruits and vegetables. Uh, And obviously it boosts energy, supports a healthy immune system, Doctors agree a diet of fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk of heart disease. Plus, Field of Greens is prebiotic, probiotic. It's a great source of vitamins, fiber, other nutrients. Chad, please don't tell me you have coronavirus. You you just put one scoop in a glass of water. I'm telling you, you don't have to like mask the taste. My husband even drinks this. It's just in the water. It's good. Trust me. It's not like V8 or just some nasty broccoli drink. It tastes good. Right now, you can save 15% off your first order with the offer code BLAZE. You can go to BrickHouseBlaze.com. That is BrickHouseBlaze.com. Subscribe today, and you can save an extra 10% every month. You do not want to be without Field of Greens this sick season. Go to BrickHouseBlaze.com. Use offer code BLAZE. Speaking of media sensationalism when it comes to the coronavirus, uh, Don Lemon, he just, he went crazy on John Kasich last night. Now, John Kasich, not what you would call a Trump supporter or uh, necessarily a Trump ally or even, (laughs) as Jason pointed out, a Republican in general. I'm not sure where this ire came from uh, when it comes to Don Lemon just blasting John Kasich, but he was really pissed off that John Kasich was willing to say uh, that the president's tone was good, I guess. Here's what that looked like. We need straight, accurate information from this president and this administration, and we're not getting it. And I don't understand why you are tiptoeing around it. He came out, gave an address that that usually happens very rarely, and he doesn't get it right? I'm going to tell you, first of all, he read it. And somebody that wrote this, look, I don't want to get into that. He went, was well, on I'm today. Why not? That's why you're here tonight, to talk was, about he, the president's can I, address. Can I finish now? No, but no, 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 no. You Let can't, John. John, because we're here to talk <laughs> oh, about I the president's. Talk. Uh, wait, we're show. here. I don't want you. To, I don't want you to go on and deflect and talk about something else. I mean, if that's not a perfect indication, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. I don't know what is. They said he wasn't taking it seriously. He just shut down freaking travel. He shut down travel to the country, and they, that's still what you get from CNN. Pretty serious. I think Don Lemon needs to put on his little pink slippers and uh, maybe Netflix and quarantine for a little while. <laughs> uh, just chill out a little. Because, I mean, the guy, I mean, he wants to talk about he's got to tell the truth. He's got to be up front. He's got to deliver the facts. Don Lemon hadn't delivered a fact in <laughs> six years. I mean, who knows? Network Ever. I mean, the whole thing. Who knows? So, okay, so there's a word that was either placed or not placed, whatever. And I, I mean, oh my God, it's meltdown situations, like we were saying. These people want to crash the plane. They don't care who dies in the middle of it. They don't care about the fiery inferno, the aftermath, the cleanup, any of that. They want to crash the plane. No matter what, damn Donald Trump, damn Donald Trump, and it doesn't matter if you're on the plane with him, we don't care about you either. I'm on the plane. Yeah. That's the problem. That's why I'm so angry. Exactly. You know, Don Lemon's a phony fake fraud, and he has been for a really long time, and this is shtick for him. This is what he does. He was Mm -hmm. looking for this opportunity to go, and, and what he wanted to do was shut down any Republican whatsoever. He looks at Kasich as a Republican. We don't. Mm-hmm. But he does. Mm-hmm. And so that was his Republican that he could that he could shut down. You know, as for him getting angry at the president, look, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. 
If it was Obama that it did it, I would have blasted Obama too, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the bottom line. So that's the game of it. But that's the proof, is that it's a game for Don Lemon. He doesn't see the seriousness of what's going on. He goes to his little fancy office at CNN and goes sits in his little cushy chair at CNN, and he blasts out his little cushy, bogus, fake lies, and this is what we get. Yeah. We all get screwed. I blame Obama anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Generally fun. speaking. <laughs> yeah. Jason, last word on this. My first thought was exactly what Chad said. Was it's just very rich coming from them. Yeah. After everything, I mean, how many lawsuits have they been under lately? I think they're currently under one right now mm-hmm. from the president. From the president right? himself. From the president <laughs> for getting things wrong. Um, but it shows you exactly why the media is just awful. I, I would have actually watched a CNN debate, probably not with John, uh, Don Lemon, but I probably would have watched one if they actually would have asked John Case, no, probably not him either. Okay, I would not have watched last night. Period. But if they were wanted to actually debate about what you know what was said and the and the policies that were talked about, I'm all in on that because I want to hear what they want to know about bailouts. I want to know what they think about you know restricting travel. That's interesting information. But what he was arguing about was whether he said a few words wrong in the speech. How quick I mean, did they? Who cares? How, how quick did they correct it? The White House. How quick was it? It was pretty much it was, immediately. Yeah, it was like it immediately. Was, so, yes. so there you have it. So it was a freaking mistake. Right. Like, Which you would think in news media, mm-hmm. if you're the person who's sitting up there every night reading a teleprompter, you understand and could give a little bit of grace uh, because you know grace. how often that happens. Mm-hmm. Sure. Especially when their front runner is Joe Biden, for crying out loud. No, like, this is your stance now. Are you sure if he wins the election, you want to maintain that? Right. Because it's going to be free you games. Yeah, right. <laughs> Challenge you to a push-up contest. It's <laughs> <Some> bullshit. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, the NBA has suspended their season after a, first it was one player, one player uh, on the Utah Jazz tested positive for coronavirus, uh, and now it's at least one other one. So Utah Jazz, what's his name? Rudy Go- Go- Gobert. Gobert. That's how I. I'm, they're telling me that it's pronounced. Is he really French? Yeah. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Thank you. Uh, he was. He, he's tested positive, and um, Utah Jazz. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has now also tested positive for the coronavirus. Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> Michel. Yeah, sorry. Michel. Henri Mitchell, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, but here is the, uh, the catch to this one. So apparently, Gobert, uh, he didn't know, obviously, that he actually had coronavirus. They were joking around in a press conference, and he just started touching everyone's stuff. So you see him get up. And he turns around and just starts touching all the microphones. As a joke, he doesn't know he has coronavirus. He runs off. Apparently, he shared that same attitude in the locker room later on that night and was just kind of touching everything. And, uh, yeah, turns out he did have the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and spread his teammate, who was really pissed at him, by the way, and cited his, quote, cavalier attitude. Uh, <laughs> Leave it to the French. <laughs> it's always the French, man. They can't keep their hands to themselves. They can't keep their tongues in their own mouths. It's ridiculous how encroaching the French are. Build a Maginot line. We don't want anybody getting in or out. Golly, man. Leave it to these people. I it, I don't know. I it, You know, expect a jock to act like a jock. I mean, I, I've made, again, so many jokes about it. Getting COVID-19 is like getting struck by lightning while being eaten by a shark in a lake in Kansas, right? I mean, it's just, 
maybe that's going to increase. We don't know. You know, Glenn says 70% of it's 70% of us are going to get it. Right. Uh, but, but not die from not it. Not die from it. Or even know that you have so, it. When I was when I was a kid, younger, you know, through my teenage years, I was a carrier of strep throat. If you tested me, swabbed me at any time, you would find a positive really? reaction to strep. I didn't have it. Huh. I was not symptomatic, but if <laughs> I French kissed you, you get it. Jason Buttrell, <laughs> you were going to get strep throat. I feel like that's, throat that's, very that's problematic. Right there were a whole lot of test cases, okay? <laughs> so I was like, hey, girl, you feeling good? Let me do that something for you here. <laughs> so it's so the same thing with this deal. Yeah. You might test positive. Tom Hanks comes out and says, I don't feel so bad, right? Mm-hmm. This, these guys, I mean, they're not going to feel bad. They're professional athletes. In the height of health. I mean, they're not, it's going to be totally fine. The NBA's whole thing, though, is kind of like exactly what we were talking about before, which is kind of knee-jerk reaction before you've hit one of those trip, you know, Mm -hmm. wires, you know, and have to move to that. Mm -hmm. Because, so a couple of your players have gotten this, this virus. So why would you shut down the entire league? That doesn't make any sense. I can they're see- afraid of getting sued. That's yeah. what it is. They're afraid some fan's going to sue them when they go in and, and they come down with something. Before you ran the clip of him touching the microphones, mm-hmm. I was about ready to lose it. I can't take this. I am so mm-hmm. angry <laughs> that the NBA shuts down. Everybody else is shutting the down. MLB, the St. Patrick's NHL. Day parade is canceled. What in the hell is going on in this country? Yeah. But then you showed me the clip and you brought me back to reality. So the guy touched the microphone. He was being funny, yeah. right? That's all that is. It's a joke. I laughed at it. And I don't think he gave any of the reporters by touching the microphones. And if he did, I'm not willing to condemn the guy for it no. unless the reporters get super ill. Guillotine. With- <laughs> He's French, man. And, well, and to, to uh, both of your points, I believe, about Tom Hanks, uh, before we go to break here, Tom Hanks, you both brought him up uh, as someone who apparently tested positive but is really doing pretty well, uh, you know, if you want to talk about how the media is portraying COVID-19 to be versus what in actuality it is. Uh, Tom Hanks said about him and his wife, we felt a bit tired, like we had cold hands and some body aches. Rita had some chills that came and went. Slight fevers, too. This doesn't say, like, high, super dangerous, scary fever. It says slight fevers, too. To play things right, as in as is needed in the world right now, we were tested for the coronavirus, tested, I think he means, and were found to be positive. That's it. That's your typical... Slight fevers. That's what you're going to get. Had a little bit of chills, slight fevers, felt fine, thought we'd get tested anyway because we're rich and we can go do that. Yeah. And we tested I mean, nobody's positive. organs are melting inside no. their body and oozing through their nasal cavities. I mean, look, Forrest Gump had sex with Jenna and she had AIDS. He's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, up next, President Trump has apparently canceled campaign events and Joe Biden is going virtual. He will hold online campaign events in Florida and Illinois. But first, I want to talk to you about people stealing your home. Now, you probably think if you have some sort of home security system that you are immune from that because you're like, well, I set my alarm whenever I leave. And if someone is trying to come in and steal my stuff, I'm going to find out. And the cops are going to get here and nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah, well, think about this. They can actually steal your home's title on the internet where it's stored, they go and they hack in, they can forge your signature, and then all of the equity that you've put into your home now belongs to a thief. 
The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes in the country. You don't want to be next because let me tell you something. Bank doesn't protect you. Identity theft programs, they don't protect you. But home title lock does. All right. Uh, home title lock puts a virtual barrier around your house uh, so they can see whenever someone is trying to tamper with your home's title. They shut it down and they alert you. And by the way, you're not going to know if you are a victim until it's too late unless you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address today. Register your home address and enter Y for one free month of protection. You can find out. If you've already been a victim before it's too late again, enter Y at HomeTitleLock.com for one month of risk-free protection. That is HomeTitleLock.com. So we will be getting to Joe Biden uh, rescheduling, or I should say, starting online campaign events, as well as President Trump, who has rescheduled uh, his Catholics for Trump event that is, was supposed to happen March 19th. They've now rescheduled that. Um, but we just learned over the break, now the, we're, we're taping this a little bit before it goes to air. We just learned over the break that um, the NCAA tournaments, March Madness, previously they had said, all right, we've, we'll just, just play the tournament. We won't have an audience. We won't let people come and then that will help. Well, no. Now they've just come out, breaking news, they've come out and said they're canceling the entire tournament because of freaking coronavirus. They said this decision is based on the evolving COVID-19 public threat, our ability to ensure the events do not contribute to the spread of the pandemic, and the impracticality of hosting such events at any time during this academic year, given ongoing decisions by other entities. So... That's insane. We were just talking about the economic impacts of, of this, like the TV contracts, the, the businesses that are we're around the arenas. We're going to feel it real freaking quick now. That's not, there's going to be no sports to watch. I mean, none, like, MLB is the only one left. <laughs> Jason, Jason keeping priorities here. I have no there's excuse. There's going to be no more sports to watch, dang it. Uh, this is my excuse to my wife. I'm watching the game. Now I'm not going to have that. She's going to make me do stuff. This is, going to, this is going to spiral out of control. You watch. It will I not mean, be able you to. Argue it already has. It, it, it already has. It's absolutely <laughs> spiraled out of control, and this is in large part due to a lawsuit happy American public that really, you know, I was listening to, to uh, another network, and they were interviewing what what I thought to be a conservative on a cruise ship, and they said, "Well, you're going to sue the cruise ship." And they said, no, we, we think that Princess Cruise Lines has done everything possible. They refunded us. They paid for everything. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, you get liberals. They think very differently about this. Mm-hmm. They want to sue everybody. They want to blame everybody for their problems. So now what liberals have done, and it's not even a joke, they've gotten March Madness canceled yeah. and everything else, by the okay. way. I, and, and I am. I go back to what you said earlier. We both agree. We're mad. We're angry. And this is the sort of thing that pisses us off because they've taken cancel culture beyond comedians or personalities or platforms. Now it's all about corporations, institutions, events. It's a cancel culture. So, you know, I'll, I'll use Chucky e. Schumer's words. You reap the whirlwind. You know, here you're going to get it. It's what you asked for. You ask for it. If you want to go to your safe spaces, now's your opportunity. Go in your safe space. Everything you're afraid of, guess what? You're now getting a fulfillment of that realization. So go hide. 
go hide. You're welcome. This is what you've got. You're going to be broke. You're going to be hungry because you didn't prepare. And your mama upstairs didn't prepare. And you're not going to have little Totsizo pizza bites. And you can't go to the store and get your <laughs> new game for the Xbox and all of these things. And, you know, cancel the Antifa rallies in your Dungeons and Dragons group <laughs> because you bunch of little weirdos. You can't get together anymore because you're too busy eating paint chips. And now that's contaminated. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I've been coming on here for over a year, probably, and I have never heard a curse word until the same I'm show went twice, on with him, twice in one show with Chad. I've never been on with him. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. though, really, That's though, obviously, you know, when you talk about lawsuits, it's not just whether or not you win the lawsuit because you have to pay to represent yourself. You have to pay to defend yourself. But I have such a hard time believing that anyone would give someone, award someone, some sort of a settlement for It, it never gets there. Sarah, it never gets there. Yeah. So you say you have to pay? You don't have to pay? Yeah. You got a liberal, whack job well, I mean, lawyers no, 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 no. who are going to take this on as I a mean, class action. I mean corporations. Like, I mean the, the companies who are making the decision, okay, we're just going to cancel it instead of just doing it because they don't want to have to pay to defend themselves later. Defend themselves or pay out. And it never even goes to court because they end up settling yeah. for something. Oh, you knew the coronavirus was going around this country and you still had a Mavs game. How could you do that, Mark? Cuban, you got my clients saying, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want the next guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a joke. Let's ruin it for the rest of us. That's what you liberals do. You ruin it for all of us. Thanks a lot. Nerds! <laughs> Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden is now holding virtual town halls and rally events in Florida and Illinois. Uh, of course, they are both holding their primaries this coming Tuesday. And uh, Biden, he, you know, obviously coronavirus is really super dangerous and everyone's going to die. So they are now going to, uh, they're going to do all of his stuff virtually. Quite honestly, I feel like the better solution for Joe Biden is just not to not yeah. to do anything. Yeah. I think Joe Biden just needs to stop talking. With the, without the coronavirus. <laughs> yes, that's that what I'm saying. That's his him. best bet. Is just <laughs> and, and listen, Joe's been in so many people's faces at this point, <laughs> snipped so true. many people, that if he's going to get it, he's going to get it. But I'm all for him. I mean, look, he's, if he's 78 years old and you have a brain-eating amoeba, wouldn't you avoid crowds? I mean, that's what's going on here. So more power to Joe. Hope you live long and prosper. I mean, what is he, 9,000 years old? Look at the guy. That, is a, that, is, that would be an underlying health condition, I you think. You know what I'm shocked of? <laughs> I'm shocked the Democratic Party is just call it who's ever in the lead right now. Uh, elections are yeah. over. Watch. We're, not, do we're not doing it. Bernie, sorry. Well, I mean, James Carville has already said he doesn't think that they should hold any more primaries. They've already started the well, first step to that. Well, see it. He did. They've already started the first step to that. It's just there like, why even hold any more primaries? We've already got the winner. There's no way Bernie can win. Oh, yeah, the Bernie bros, they, they wouldn't have an issue with that at all. They wouldn't riot. They're going to riot anyway. So I think you should, that, if anything, you want to be prepared, a national emergency, Milwaukee. But during the DNC, that's going to be probably the biggest national emergency you have to prepare for. I think this totally benefits uh, Joe Biden because he can barely stand up. We, we, he's already, mm -hmm. you know, hinted at that anyway. Uh, but I'm like you, and I'm not going to say I called it, but I kind of called it. He doesn't really have to say anything, and he cruises to victory. Uh. It's actually, I mean, even though Joe Biden is by no means a moderate, I'm very, very proud that, you know, the people that are Democrats aren't that far gone. Yeah. Which it was starting to look like they were for a time. But 
You know, it's funny. Uh, the Bernie bros actually, no, I'm sorry, a Bernie campaign staffer actually accused the DNC of fixing the next debate format for Joe Biden because they changed it from a standing up, standing at a lectern and actually, you know, what, two hours, standing up for two hours and answering questions from a moderator. And then they had changed it to a seated, more relaxed format. And That's they were so like, hilarious. you're only doing that to benefit Joe Biden because, you know, he can't stand up that long. Uh, That's That's bad. That's so hard. And that's exactly but that's exactly why they're doing it. And I'm, I, I guarantee you they were both like, "Ooh, glad I don't have to stand up there because they're both ancient. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're well, ancient. Yeah, let me put it this way. In a world where coronavirus has taken over. And all candidates are over the age of 70. Get used to the words President Gabbard. Mm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. Horrifying for other ways. All right, back in a minute. I wonder if she's VP either way. All right, let's switch gears for a second because I think I am, you guys are in agreement with me that we're really tired of freaking talking about the yes. coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Ilan Omar instead. Ilan yeah. uh, <laughs> Omar, who, you know, she's gone through all of these <laughs> different, uh, you know, did she marry her brother for a green card? Did, so did she commit immigration fraud? Also, like, there's just so many convoluted stories of the marriage, which, Jason, you could get into. I don't even know that we have time for it, but it's like Gosh. she was married, <clears throat> but then divorced this one guy to marry her brother and then divorced the brother and got back with the first guy and then had an affair on that guy. Am I getting it right so far? Pretty much. You need a flow chart for this, yeah. guys. Uh, had an affair on him with this consultant that she worked with. Um, and there was some questions of, um, what was it, Jason? Mis mishandling of campaign funds um, when she was paying this consultant that she allegedly had a relationship Hundreds with. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands. So not just a couple bucks here and there. And uh, she said, I... I'm not having an affair with this man. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, she posted a picture on social media that the same man that she denied having an affair with, uh, she actually just got married to. So they're married now. I wonder if they just met because this whole this whole false, you know, uh, false pretense that they were dating. Well, when it comes to Ilan Omar, you have to remember that marriage, it's all relative. <laughs> and uh, I think when she told her ex-husband <clears throat> that you know, she was getting remarried. He probably said, I'm telling dad. <laughs> but the beauty of this strategically is that now he can't testify against exactly. her in court. Exactly. And of course, she lied saying she was not in a relationship with this guy. Yes, hundreds of thousands of dollars went to there. So, I mean, that's that's campaign finance fraud to the nth degree. I mean, there's no there's no way out of it. I mean, if anybody sits there with a straight face and says that this woman is a pro-American citizen of the United States with the best interest of the U.S. Constitution at heart, you are stupid. Surely, Grant, it's just a coincidence that Surely all of this. you're not calling me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> that all of this, you know, uh, oh, maybe he can't testify against her now. But it's love, I think. The third time's a charm <laughs> yeah. for her, right? It's the third marriage. She really got it right this time. This is so wacky, like following <laughs> the story of her and you add in AOC to the mix. And it's got to be so embarrassing for the Democrats. I've kind of truthfully stopped following the in-depth wackiness of these two because 
it just gets worse and worse and worse. You're just left shaking your head. Mm-hmm. Who elected these people to office? Mm-hmm. They lie to your face. They get caught lying to your face. Now, now she's married to the guy. Mm-hmm. What happened to the other story? That's what I'm saying. Maybe they met when they this rumor surfaced, <laughs> yes. and they were like, "I don't know who that is, but, but I want to well, now." Yeah, they're cute. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and based on the abortion rally, Rashida Tlaib can't even get anybody to have sex with her. <laughs> That's the one I feel sorry for at this point. <laughs> Unwrap the burrito on her head, and I'm telling you, she ain't so pretty, Jason Butcher. <laughs> Jason, please Jason, talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please talk, Take Jason. It. I'm glad he didn't talk to me on that. <laughs> well, I'm going to take my medicine. <laughs> Um, so Omar has got some serious problems, and I, I, th- I think that if I think that if she's not voted out by the, her constituents that voted her in because they saw her as this devout Muslim woman that could you know re- yes. uh, represent her, she's not getting voted out. I don't I don't know. She's got well, okay. So she it's it's te- it's historically been very very left that area. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. There is a very very strong opposition candidate against her. What, what was what was her name? I don't remember. Um, she's from Iraq. She's also a woman, a Muslim woman. She's been on the network before, I think. we we Glenn had her on yeah. and maybe a couple of others, but she's conservative. Um, she's could be a rock star if if she's got an opportunity. But she's not a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's very, very obvious with this woman now. This, this marriage to this Minette guy. I don't think a Republican takes that district. I don't think she gets beat in the primary. It's tough, but I think, I think she's in trouble of at least losing to another Democrat now. Because her, this is not at all what she ran on. Like, she's a complete and total fraud. And now it's all out there. And she's got very, very powerful allies that have enabled her in Minnesota. Uh, organizations like CARE that have done everything in their power to make sure that these scandals, the other FEC, FEC uh, violations that she had, mm-hmm. um, stayed under the radar. This reported on. The majority of the country doesn't even know about because very specifically, they were manhandled. The press, they were manhandled by organizations like CARE and to not report on it. Now, how can you continue? If you're CARE and your entire legitimacy is based on, you know, being devout, you know, Islamic, how can you continue to support this woman? Yeah. Was this marriage in their, they, they've always said that the, the real marriage occurs in their mosque. It doesn't matter the, the one that they do, you know, out in the, you know, out at the courthouse or whatever. Which was only one of her marriages? Yeah, the, the first one. The one she just cheated on with, that guy. Right. So the, she got back with after the brother. The one of the alleged brother was just on, at the courthouse or whatever. Right. While she was still married to the other guy. Right. I, it's, and it's convoluted. We need a, we need Last a, time I was in that, that neighborhood in Milwaukee, I felt like everybody had taken their trash out and put it on the curb. It was just women wearing those things. But let me tell you... <laughs> I thought it was going to be a car bomb at any given time. I felt like I was in, it was bad, dude. And they had booked us in a hotel down there, and I'm like, I ain't staying down here. Oh, I remember this story. I ain't down here. In Minnesota? And you left. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in Minneapolis. I said, yeah, it was, uh, it was brutal, bro. And, and I'm just telling you, it was brutal. It's a little Somalia. It's a little Mogadishu in there. It really is. So I'm with you, Grant. The idea of them putting uh, a Republican in, Conservative? There ain't no damn way. Mm. All right. Well, we'll continue to follow this convoluted story back in a minute. I wish Tlaib would put Burke on. (laughs) Might make her prettier. (laughs) Yesterday's poll, uh, will Bernie supporters vote for Joe Biden? Interesting. 79% of you said no. Bernie supporters will not vote for Joe Biden. 21% of you said Yes. What do you think, Chad? They're idealists, so I agree. I don't think they will. Will they stay I, at home some, or will they vote for Trump? 
No, they're not going to vote for Trump. I'll just say so, some of them. Some of them may, uh, or some of them may vote for Biden. But at, at the end of the day, they're idealists. They're not going to do that. Grant, I'm still not convinced they actually show up to the polls. Mm. I think they love going to these events and all this. I'm not even sure in the primaries they're showing up to vote for Bernie Sanders. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good point. I think you're exactly right. The the young people are activists. They're not really voters. And that showed up in the primary. All his Bernie people, the thousands of people in the crowd, yeah. exactly, yeah. all talkers. All that. Which it. is, I guess, why he went on, uh, what, the other day after, after Tuesday and said, um, we're winning in what he, we're winning in the battle of ideas, mm. but not electability. You think that's what he meant? That's but scary. like all of the young people like our ideas, but for some reason, I why didn't they vote winning. for it? <laughs> then why didn't they vote for it? That's come I'm still on. trying to figure out what he meant by that. I'm still trying uh, to figure out their whole platform. Today, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, good luck to you, Grant. Yeah. Uh, today's poll: Have you done anything? Oh God, have you done anything to prepare for coronavirus? I know Jason is thinking that I'm I'm not taking this seriously enough because Jason's like, you have to prepare. I know. I got it. We've got regular household items. I don't. It's fine. The hospitals need to prepare. I'm not to that point. No. I've, I myself always have two weeks of supplies, so I'm ready. I don't have to go right. crazy. Right. Okay. Well, but you don't need to go crazy. I think I know where you two stand on this. I'm prepared. <laughs> I got a side hustle, though. I'm selling toilet paper and antibacterial stuff. I got, I got trust me, I'm going to make it through this. You? A side hustle? Strong. No. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.